Hemshechayim Beis, we finished this course 27, the Evan Azais, Pasha and we'll be about to begin Pasha Yishlach. But an interesting thing is happening now in Ayim Beis that the first time is really doing this. If you recall, Ayim Beis was written in one long flow without any beginnings and ends. So all the connections to the Pashas were not there. Rebbe Shab wrote this months before Ayim Beis actually began. So Ayim Beis began to be delivered Shavuos 1912. Shavuos Tofresh Ayim Beis. But he, would, he, he definitely wrote it, started writing it several months before. Some say even in January that year, which would be around Shvat, because he was a Menton then, and that's when he began to clearly develop it, and so on. We don't know the exact dates when he began to write it, because it wasn't documented, but he was writing it. Shavuos, he began, and starts B'Shoshik Dimu, but then every week he would deliver, not literally every week, but most consecutive weeks. And then when he delivered, he added the beginning and an end, which connected the Pasha, or whatever is the, the theme. And then said, to understand this, he would ask questions on the Pasuk. And then said, to understand this, we have to first preface what we've been saying till now. So he essentially added, he broke this long flow of, let's say, hundreds of pages into sections, each one becoming now a separate mimer, which he also wrote, also beforehand. He wrote these beginnings and ends, and also added things inside the actual mimerum. So that's like a second edit of Ayim Beis. Then later it was put together. But, that, but the point I want to make is, so each beginning and end. But however, there's one exception where we are right now. This whole discussion we've been discussing, and I'll sum it up in a minute, is now he's actually going to explain it through the parshas of Ayetzei Vayishlach, the whole story of Yaakov. So the Maimorim are now actually not just the beginning and end, but the whole Maimor is now talking about the parsha actually. Yeah, so this is the first time he's doing this. I, I didn't notice anywhere else in Ayan Bay's where it's done quite like this. But but it's interesting because basically, up, up till now, he connected the parsha to the themes, but now it's completely interwoven. So let's talk about the theme, and then we'll talk about the parsha. And you'll see, Vayetzi goes right into Vayishla, because these two parshas, which were actually up to now, which was 100 years ago, that's why I'm pointing it out, are all about the story of Yaakov. You know, basically, Yaakov's story starts in Vayetze. Well, it starts in Toldis, actually, when the, the battle with uh, Yitzchok, with uh, Esau, as we read this yesterday. But Vayetze and Vayishlach are the real two big... But first, the Vayetze, his journey to Haran, and meeting with his uncle Lavan, and having to deal with 20 years of that hostility, and then building a family. And then Vayishlach, when he returns... And finally, meeting and encounter and confrontation with Esau. These two obviously are major events in, in Yaakov's life, and Ayin Beis explains it in depth according to Chassidus, and it's all connected to the central theme of Ayin Beis. So we're here we have a very strong interweaving here. Okay, now let's first sum up the concept in Ayin Beis, and then we'll sum up what he said, and then this will set the stage for the next mimer. What are we, what are we talking here? So we know Ayin Beis is the story of interfaces. The interface. The interface with the divine and existence. It's the whole underlying theme. And it begins with Keser, as the first interface that there's a desire. In this case, the divine desire for existence. But that's just a very general interface. So to understand that, Rebbe Rasha began a long discussion on what we called imminent energy versus transcendent energy. Primi versus Makif. 
that Pnimi is the way the structure of existence works, is everything works tailored, what he calls Eris and Kalim. You could say body and soul, form and function, inside and outside. And that's how the existence works. Existence is not a, an amorphous place. We have a very structured existence of time and space. Everything is defined in its place. And he calls that an Eir and a Kali. Now remember, we work from the bottom up, so everything begins with an outer Kali. We see the surface. Then we travel inward and we realize there's some energy within. And then you travel even deeper, you realize there's an energy behind the energy. To the point that you realize there's a transcendent energy that put the whole thing in its place in the first place. So, exactly, so essentially, Kesser or Rotson is that transcendent energy of the desire for it all. That's the energy that drives the whole machine. And then each part of the machine has its own driving engine that makes Chesed, Chesed, and Gvura, Gvura, a human being, a human being, an animal, an animal, mineral, vegetable, every detail, every cell. So essentially, there's really like two, two levels of general, two levels of energy within everything. The general driving energy that connects it all, that coordinates between it all, that wants it all. There was the desire for the structure of the whole thing, for the whole piece of art, and the energy that goes in invested in every detail of the art. That's the difference between our makif and our pnimi. And for us to connect to the divine, the interface to be complete, we need to travel first from the container and realize there's its specific energy, and that specific energy connects to all other energies until you get to the big energy, which leads you back to the source. Atmos. That's in a nutshell. So to understand this well, there was a long discussion on this imminent energy, the energy within everything. We then came back after around 56 chapters, back to the transcendent energy, and a distinction between Ratzin and faculties, because in our own personal being, a microcosm of all existence, we also have these two. When you desire something, desire is a very overall, I want a home. What kind of home? The details. It's all in the details. So then the specific faculties your eyes, your ears, your chesed, your gvura, your mind, your heart, etc. And obviously the goal is that they should all be fused together. So in a long discussion, first using the rotsen and keiches, uh, faculty, desire and faculties, then using the in er and shefa, he went through this, and then came back to understanding the spheres themselves, which is what we're in the middle of now. The spheres seem to be the crux of it all, because it's called spheres, the ten spheres. These are the ten instruments God uses to create. Like we say in Pasach that he emanated from within him. Ten faculties or ten forces, these are called ten spheres. We say this every Friday from Tikkun Izar. And uh, so the ten spheres, what are these spheres? What are these mysterious spheres? So of course in Hebrew and Torah everything starts with the name. If you understand the name of something, you can understand its personality. So what's the meaning of the word sphere? Being that spheres are so vital, there's ten spheres in every world, there's ten hidden spheres, there's ten revealed spheres, the spheres we have within ourselves, like he says in Tanya, our our ten faculties evolve from the spheres, they're the building blocks. So basically, it's like you want to understand the spiritual DNA, the spiritual atoms, they're the spiritual spheres. So what's a sphere? So he says a sphere has three meanings. Number one, it comes from the word number. Misper. Number two comes from the word story, sipur. And number three, we're in the middle of now, or the beginning now, is sapir, sapphire. Clarity, brilliance, uh, illumination. And, and each one, he dedicated chapters, nine chapters to the first one, 14 chapters to the second one. So we're talking about serious discussion here. So first, and so briefly, number refers to the quantity of existence. Number, everything is numbers here. Size, weight, height, Volume, 
We live in a world of numbers, basically. Raw numbers. On their own, numbers are just surface level. Someone tells you a million. If you don't know what, what million what, or you don't know the details, a million means nothing. What does it mean a million? A person who counts a million, or has a million uh, diamonds, understands its value. But we live in a world of numbers. So the key is that the sphere as number focuses more on the kalim. So basically the focus is number of kalim, or malchus, where the primary kalim are, not silas. It's still a connector, it's still an interface, but the focus is more prime, prime, in number, your focus is more on, on quantity than on quality. And then you come to appreciate the quality. The second interpretation is a deeper one, that the same sphere has another element, and it has the story, yeah, it tells a story. What story does it tell? First of all, the containers tell the story of the energy. Without containers, the energy remains concealed or elusive. Secondly, it tells the energy and container together tell the story of their source. Where do we come from? The artist wanted to have these ten spheres, so it tells us about the ten hidden spheres, essentially the unconscious faculties. So the conscious faculties. In other words, the, the, or, the limbs on our body tell us the story of the energy within them. Together, the energy and the limbs tell us the story of the hidden and unconscious faculties all the way to the source. And finally, they tell us even the story of the transcendent bleakvul that put it all there in place. They tell us the story of something which is beyond. The grand door, as he called it, of Or, in other words, they tell us the story of the infinite power that connects it all, because the finite, what, who's directing, who's the choreographer? That's two. And then comes the interpretation number three, which is, of course, the highest one, that the sphere from the word sapir, Evan Sapir. Evan Sapir, which is, as he said, is a behirus, which means clarity, transparent, um, the glow of the, the, the illumination and the light. Is everything working all right there, by the way? Yeah. Of the light and illumination of the spheres, the kalim are completely transparent. So in number, they're kalim and they conceal as they reveal. In telling a story, they reveal more. But now he starts talking about the difference between kalim and levushim, which was essentially the theme of this last discourse. What's the difference? Kalim and levushim is like this. He explains that there are really two levels of how something is expressed. A keli or a levushim, a chuber, would be, the first example is of the human body. The physical body is a keli or a levush, but it's an attached garment to your soul. The soul manifests in the body. Then there's garments you put onto the body, whether it's hat, a head, a head garment, or a body garment, or, or, or shoes. These are already second. What's the difference between the two? The first one is both attached and reveals. The second one is detached and conceals. Why do you wear clothes? Like he says, Adam and Ganeid didn't need clothes because he didn't have to deal with an outside world. Everything was intimate and internal. You need clothing to either protect yourself from the weather, from the cold as he put it, or because you want to cover yourself up from another person. So it's basically a concealer, not a revealer. And it's dependent on the fact that it's detached. You can change it all the time. A body, for example, on the other hand, is not a concealer. A body reveals the power of the soul. Without a body, a soul cannot manifest in this world. So it's a levusha mechuber. You can't change it. And it's a revealing force. It doesn't reveal all of the soul, but what it does reveal, it reveals. So he said the same thing is spiritually. In the soul itself, the soul also has two dimensions. The core soul is is beyond everything. Then the core soul has faculties. Chachma through malchus. 
Ten faculties. These faculties reveal the powers of the soul. Then the soul has garments, which are detached. Change all the time. You can use different words for different things. Don't reflect on your personality. Your faculties reflect on you. Just like your body is a certain shape. Your eyes are a certain color. Your faculties, you have a certain type of chesed, a certain type of bina, and so on. But it comes to expression, are like garments. What garment is your mind going to now manifest and enclose itself in? So that depends on you. Like he says in Tanya. You can use your mind to think about things. Your machshava becomes the garment which is, soils your ideas by using it for negative thoughts. Or your mind can be thinking Torah. So the same garment can be expressing something that's very holy, expressing something that's very non-holy. Garments, therefore, are neutral in a sense. And they're detached and they're concealers, not revealers. They reveal, but they reveal while they conceal. Okay. Now, that's finally in the last chapter. Explains. Now, this is why it says Behirus. The spheres are Behirus. Because what they are, all the spheres of Atsilis are transparent containers that reveal the energy. They're like the faculties of the soul. Not the Levushim, the garments that cover up on the faculties. The body is like the faculties. The body to the the, the, the goof to the on a physical level is what the faculties are to the soul level. The garments on top of the body is what the garments of Machshavadibirmais are. They're just well, these are more spiritual, these are physical. The body is a physical entity, the garments are physical. In the soul, the faculties hanefesh and levushi hanefesh. So now this is what he says. That Malchus, even Malchus, which is the lowest level, as we said, it's a number. But in Atsilas, Malchus is still Atsilas, and therefore it itself is not a power to create. It needs to go through a garment. That's what you have. You have the expressions like Luvush Sandal, meaning the Malach that's called Sandal, literally a shoe. You have the Malach Hashmal. These are different Luvushim. They conceal that Allah breathes here and Asiyah to emerge. So if you want to create a reality that's outside, that's independent from the divine, this, the spheres alone cannot do that. They need an additional garment that conceals. That's what he says in, uh, in chapter uh, Kuvav, 106. So basically, what we have is like this. The containers of Atsilas, therefore, are behirus. They're transparent. And it's the levushim that conceal and allow that energy to flow into the next level. Now we go back, whereas the kalim remain always holy and uh, and, and retain their, their sanctity. Now he explains all this in the story of Yaakov. That, I don't know what you mean. Depends which which aspect. It means it seems like in the second one with Sipor, you're talking more about Oris. The Ora and Kali in a sphere are tailored for each other. They're like one. It's like a body. It's like it's like your your faculties. When you write with your hand, are you talking about your hand or the power to write? The answer is both. They work with each other. The question is where the focus is. If you're focusing more on the quantity and the container, it's the container element. If you're focusing more on the story, it's a little more the energy. Here, we're talking already how the container is a complete transparent uh, revealer, transparent channel for the, the energy. That's what... We're discussing in the third interpretation. Basically, you could say the outer container is more number, the inner container is more sphira, sipur, and 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 behirus, and and transparency.
So transparency, basically think of it like a very thin veil. You know, you could have a, uh, a we talked about translucent or even an opaque or a very, a, a, a shape. No more. Yeah, because the green was right. Yeah. Okay. So let's just go back here. So we just said that I just said that um, it, it, uh, they talk about energies and containers. They all come together. So when we say sphere. He made it very clear in Ayin Beis that sphere. There's three opinions in Kabbalah about this. There's one opinion that when you say sphere, you mean the containers, and the air has no shape and form, no particles. The shi'ur is like a, uh, think of it of uh, uncolored, you know, um, colorless water, liquid, in color f- in tinted glasses. The second opinion is the other extreme. That spheres mean energy and not the containers. The containers are creatures. They're not spheres. And uh, the third opinion, which is ultimately with Chassidus and Kabbalah Rizal, says it's both. And they both impact each other. Chassidus comes, and Chassidus itself, you have different opinions, and the Sa'ayim Bey is, is the ultimate, where he brings the both of worlds together. He says that Er has spheres in it, Chesed and Kalim have, except Er in its own, it would remain concealed and more shapeless, like the faculties without containers. The containers give it substance. That's basically the picture in Ayim Bey's. But when you talk Misper, number, you're focusing primarily on the container element, more specifically, the outer container, which is more number-like, like in Malchus. Even though it has within it the number of energies, but number of energies is already you're working toward the way... A story is like when someone tells a story about their life. So a story is more than just a number. It's not like someone says, well, in 1900, I was born 1900. Then something happened 1910. Then something 1920, 1930. That's like a chronology, almost like a number story. But then someone hears the story. Here's one second. I hear a lot more going on here than meets the eye. It's not just a bunch of numbers and statistics. It's a story of someone's life. So spheres also tell the story of God. More than just God's statistics, if you want to put it this way. Like that there's a million creatures or a billion creatures. And then there's the final thing where the story comes and illuminates something for you, which is more than just the story of this person. It starts telling you that there's something completely beyond more than just the, the sum total. You realize this person who's telling the story has a lot more than just the story. Now even the story reveals part of Bleakville, but clearly the third dimension is the most behaviors. But we're going to discuss this. He's going to explain all three when he finishes. Right now he's just at the beginning of the third interpretation here. So bottom line, so we have right now is what's critical to know is that everything, and I think this is the beautiful aspect, all these examples, Levushim, Kreichus, they're all really coming to teach us one thing. We see only the tip of the iceberg. And to appreciate the levels behind, you need to know there are many, many, many layers. There are many layers. I just actually saw, first time, Tzemach Tzedek, 
Remember I speak about a seer Ruch, he said three he explains the difference between the three. Yeah, yeah. A seer Ruchnis is when you hear something, you read something from a teacher. Sira is when you um, hear it directly from him. But as he manifests, explains it to you on his level. And Bria is how he explains it to you on his level, not on your level. That's what he says. It's interesting. In other words, it's all about climbing a ladder. That's why I say this is not just mathematics. That's why I'm saying, you know, you can learn about the spheres, everything we're learning. I always say, you can learn about statistics. Ten spheres of Gnus are here, here's the Tsimsum, here's the Kav. And someone says, well, it's one big map. What's the difference between uh, California and New York? It's on the same map. No, here's a fundamental difference. Everything is on a more sublime level. We're going inward. When you go to Atsilis, you're not in Bria. Bria is a completely different dimension. But we talk about it. For us, it's so equally distant that we just stick it all in one. You know, okay, wait, you've been at Silas yesterday? Okay, Bria, it's like as the stations on the train stations. You're, not, you're talking deeper levels of reality and awareness and, and refinement, which is why only through Avedi you can really appreciate it. Because not just as from a scholar, you could just say, okay, Lifnat, the same words I say, Lifnat and Esosphere, okay, they're revealed. Which one are we talking about? The revealed ones or the concealed ones? It's almost like apples. Are the apples revealed or they're concealed? But it's not. They're not, they're not apples in the concealed level. They're a completely different energy level. So really, our understanding of Ishtalshalus is essentially God's ladder and stepping stones that he used to create so we can retrace the steps and connect. That would be only possible if you have the whole Seyed Ishtalshalus. God doesn't need it for his creation. The only reason it's there is for us to be able to connect. So as such... If you really think about it, it's all about how much revealed energy, how much concealed energy. And you can almost even judge people this way. Judge. You can measure people. How aware are you? Are you living on the pin of a needle? Are you living on the, on the what's called the, the, the potato peel level? Or do you know there's a potato inside there? Are you living on the, on the what's it called, the, you know, peel, the orange peel? Or you know there's an orange, a fruit inside? Sure. And then there's layers upon layers. So Levushim... And Kalim are just two ways to understand revelation and the depth of revelation. More Levushim, obviously the more concealed. Less Levushim, less concealed. Adam and Ganadin didn't need Levushim. He didn't need garments. Because he had he was an intimate soul connected to his source. He was not connected to an outside world. He did not need to interact on that level. And there was no shame involved. A newborn child is a taste of Adam and Chav and Ganadin. Not because... They're newborn, they're not aware. They, they, they have no consciousness to be ashamed of. They have no consciousness like me and, like I said, object and subject. When Mashiach comes, it'll be, you won't be knowing things, you will be knowledge. You say the world will be filled with divine knowledge as the waters cover the sea means that you and knowledge will be one. Like, just like a fish doesn't get wet, water doesn't get wet. You and knowledge. It's not like, oh, I learned something today, I know. That's already a, 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 an independent and outside thing. I'm a dry person, I put my hand in water, so I got wet. Before I didn't know something, now I know something, so I'm, I'm happy. Which is great today. There comes a point where you will be, this is why in the, in the future, the Rebbe has an unbelievable, just to give a, you want to talk about visioning Mashiach? This is a thing the Rebbe actually wrote with, in his own handwriting, on a sikha. It's brilliant, it's simple, but you could see how far in reality we are from it. It was a sikha vayiga sikha. It says like this, the Machlekes and Gemara. Whether Talmud is Godel or Maisa Godel, right? Is a learning greater or, or action greater? So the, the halach is Talmud Godel, Shemevil de Maisa. Talmud has both. By learning, it brings you to action, so it's greater. 
it says in Sfarim that Mashiach comes, Maisa God, Maisa will be greater. So the Rebbe asked, what's Kash? What, what, what changes? The same reasoning. Then too, Talmud has both. So why would then only action be greater than learning? And action. It doesn't make sense. So the Rebbe answers, he, there was an answer in the Sikh, and the Rebbe wrote his own answer, which as I said, I was blown away when I saw this. It's so simple, but you could see only a, only a person who's living literally with Mashiach would answer such an answer. The Rebbe says like this, why do you need to learn in the first place? To know what to do. You don't have to open up, for example, Shulchanara to know that when you're hungry. Your body tells you when you're hungry. So in other words, because, we, because, our soul, because we're not in touch with our souls, we don't know what we should be doing. When Mashiach comes, your body will be just tell you naturally, this is what to do, this is what not to do. You don't need to look in the Shulchan Aruch or Talmud for that. So he, and he brings the Medrash, that Mashiach comes when Shabbos or Shemitah, the fruit will cry out, don't touch me. The stones in the wall will cry out. Why? Because the world will be where it's supposed to be. The world is aligned with God. So the machine will tell you, this is not what you should be doing. It wouldn't even be a consideration. So the question is, why will we then learn Torah when Mashiach comes? So it says in the Gersakad, if we won't learn to know good and right and wrong, we'll know to make deeper Yechudim, to connect more with the godliness. Isn't that an unbelievable answer? That's why Maisa Godl. Because we would never answer that. Because for us, what do you mean? How will I know what to do if I don't learn? But who said that? That alone tells you that you're not in, you're not in touch. The Alter Rebbe didn't need to be told right before Shabbos that it's time to sleep because he was aligned with 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 the with the cosmos. So bottom line is. Why would you need a stone to cry out to you if you're just so naturally? That's a good okay. You would always be doing the right. No, it's for what for Yehudim Elyanim, not for Tevurah. Yeah, that's exactly his answer. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Rebbe brings it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So that's why Maisa Godel, because the bottom line is actually you don't need to learn to get to action. Learning is for different reasons. Anyway, so you give me an answer. Think about it. Yeah, right. Correct. <laughs> yes, you're asking a question. Let me ask you. Mashiach comes. You tell me. It's an unbelievable answer. Yeah, it's an unbelievable answer. I mean, the answer to that ultimately probably is that it's not crying out to you because you're actually doing it. It's an example to tell you how the world is saturated. It's not saying that as if you would actually take it. It's a, it's, it's telling you how the world itself would be so aligned. That's really no, the meaning there. No, I wouldn't say that. I would say it's like it's like. Everything you'll also you won't even do it yourself. But the point is, the Rebbe actually gives an example from of it. It's I think a tremendous answer because you you suddenly realize we're not in the world. That means our machine today is not aligned with its purpose. That's why we don't feel the the, the we don't feel that uh, need <coughs> from Mashiach itself. It was automatic. Yeah. Rabbi Hill would go put himself this. There's also the, there's uh, there's uh, the in other words, um, what was I saying? I'm going to say. Oh, the Rebbe gives there the example, also a brilliant example in halacha. When you're a shamer, you're hired to watch an animal. So there's certain obligations. Even a shamer chinim has obligations, like you have to avoid that the animal shouldn't be hurt, and such, because you accepted it. Obviously, he's not as responsible as a shamer sacher who's, who's hired, or a shoyel, etc. But um, but but there's, the question is, what happens if the animal jumps into a fire? The, the, the din is you're not responsible. 
the shame, the guard. Why? Because a normal animal will never jump into fire. <coughs> and you didn't tell him it's an insane animal, so he wouldn't watch out for that. Why would he look for that? It's an act of God, as they say. <laughs> he can't blame the guy. Anyway, the point that Rebbe says, so behemoth, that means that there's certain things that naturally you won't do. That's why it says, You have to have a moment of blindness or insanity to do a sin. Because why would you put your hand in fire? No normal person would put their hand in fire. So it means we don't see it's fire. Or we don't see the damage that it does. Anyway, the point I'm making here is that it's total alignment. So all the levushim, so everything, going back to the interface, a whole aved that we have to do is to take, get rid of this concealment and align. But we don't want to annihilate existence, which is why it has to come step by step by step. This is, in essence, what I just said, Kalim and Levushim, what he's, what, in this mind, is the whole story of Yaakov, Love, and Anesov. Now, how is the story? So he began by explaining it in Kuvzayin. The whole... It's fascinating, the next uh, seven, eight chapters. Because it's all the whole story of Yaakov's life. So Yaakov goes from Be'er Sheva to Choron. Right? And why does he go? Well, he's technically escaping Esau. He's going to find a wife as well. Or the other way around. So what does it start? It says, so he begins chapter Kuvzayim by saying, I have to spell out a little more the story, so understand. So Yaakov comes, and we all know he's afraid. He has the dream, and Hashem promises him, and I will be with you and protect you, and Rashafti Bishalom. Then Yaakov, what does Yaakov do? He takes, before he goes to sleep, when he falls asleep on Harabais, right, what happens? He puts, takes the stones, puts them under his head, and they all turn into one stone. Afterwards, he lifts the stone from his head and turns that stone, it's all relevant to the whole story. That's why I'm saying it. Matseva. So the stone that he slept on, used as a pillow, now he takes and turns it into a monument, a matseva, a marker. And then, remember we said that he... Uh, no, no, that, no, no, I'm sorry, that's one, no, no, that's one, that's once. Then he goes off and he finally meets Rachel by the Be'er, by the fountain, and then he finally meets his cunning and shrewd and corrupt lover. And what happens? He becomes a shepherd. And first he says, I'll work seven years for your daughter Rachel. Then of course he's fooled. He gets Leah. I'll work another seven years for your daughter Rachel. Again, 14 years. And after that, he causes him to go another six years. As Yaakov later says, that these 20 years I didn't sleep and I ate, what did he say? I ate, uh, I was you know, freezing and I was cold and I was, uh, and all that. Then finally comes the day that's time to return. After 20 years, he takes his wives and his children. He built his family, which would be the Shvatim. Let's just talk about the technical story here. And he goes back. Lovin sees that he disappeared. He comes pursuing him. Where'd you go? Everything you have belongs to me. All your chain, all the sheep that you bred. And I should have added that within the sheep breeding, there's a whole story of how he works with these sheep and he breeds them and there's the kudim, the kudim, vrudim. We'll soon hear the inside story. It all belongs to me, Lovin and his family say. And they finally come to a truce. And then it says that here again, same story with the stone. He says, Yaakov took a stone. This is the top of Rejvav here. 
And he again established Matseva. You mentioned there's no connection to the first time he does in the beginning of the Parsha. But here he connects them because it seems so the same thing. He did the same thing that he did in the beginning. And he says to uh, to uh, to, to uh, Lovin and his people, "Look to Avonim. You gather stones. And they gathered stones and they built a gal. Key here. Yaakov built a matseva, a marker, and they built a mound, like a little mountain of stones, a little hill, a heap. And that's when Lovin says afterwards, "Aid This gal, this mount." This monument, this mound, will be a witness. And, and, and your matseva that you mark will be a witness as well. That I will not cross and you will not cross. Like Rashi says, only for negative things. For doing business and so on. Yeah. But like the Rebbe says, when you're dealing with the boundary of enemies, even business you don't, even even pragmatic. Okay. Then he explains, he goes on and says, that, what does the Bechayah say? That Yaakov did a matseva, not a gal. If you look at the word, Yaakov made a matseva, not a gal. A matseva is just one stone. A gal is a heap of stones. And then by them he says, they, they, he wanted them also to make a matseva, and they made a gal. So obviously the, well, the question here is why? What's the difference? And there it says there in Bechayah that their gal... The reason they made a mountain, that was for them a symbol of the sun. They worshipped the sun. So this, that was like a symbol of the sun. I guess around, uh, like a mound. Okay, now what is this in Ruchnis? This is the story of, of, the, of the spheres. This is the story of the interfaces. This is the story of Keiches and Levushim, to put it that way. That's basically the story here. What, how's it go? It goes like this. So, to start with Eitz Chaim. The words right in the beginning of the, of the Mimer is really from Eitz Chaim. The story, first let's start with what the whole thing with sheep. What's this thing with sheep anyway? So the word Soyin comes from the word Yitzia. It means going out. So right away there you see it means going out from a source. Yaakov's working with its Soyin, so the words are, you'll see these, this language I'm using now is from here and also from the later Mimerim. So it's all part of the Sayin Beis. Yaakov's working with its Soyin was, was refining and transmitting and drawing out the three types of sheep. Akudim, Nekudim, Vrudim. Akudim are ten energies in one container. Nekudim are ten energies in ten containers, like Toyu. But they're Nekudim, they're like, they're, they're powerful separate entities. And Vrudim is the stripes, where they become, they join as one. Hiskalus, Atikun and Atzilus. What is this Aveda? And we'll soon get into Lovan in a moment. This Aveda basically is the Veda of Seder Shtashlus. How does it work? It works like this. After the Eden Sof filled all of existence, one big reality, then God, the Tzimtzum, concealed it all. Then came Ak, then came a Kav, rather, a very narrow transmission of light and energy. The Kav, first Kav, was an eagle of Ak. Ak. Ak is the whole picture, Skirachas, the whole picture of all of existence. Then came then came Akudim. The energies are still extremely intense. So even though the potential for containers are there, as we learned, that the Rishima remained, the residue, the impression after the Tzimtzum, but they're not yet emerging because they're too... Let's call, think, of, think of it like an embryo. So the containers are just developing. It's like a seed. Akudim is after Ak? Yeah, generally Akudim is after Ak. <clears throat> Sometimes they, 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 it's usually Ak because Ak says there's no Kalim. and Akudim there is one Kali. 
So think of it like this. Second, a fetus is uh, conceived. What do we have? One can- container. You can't say there's a brain and a heart. It's one, one cell. And then the cell breaks into two. It's exactly the way the process works. So akudim is ten energies in one cell, if you want to put it that way. Actually, cell may be a good word for containers. Yeah, yeah. Huh? No, no, Sefer Yitzir doesn't say ten and one. That's it's Chaim. In Sefer Yitzir, Esos Sefer is Blima. This is it's Chaim. Yeah. Akudim b'kleyachod. Interesting also, Akudim is from the word Akeda, by the way. Bound. Because they're bound in one container. So think of it like ten energies in one container. Now, ten energies really means all the energy that a human being will have. It just breaks into ten because the ten faculties. But it's essentially like this: a one cell, the first cell. There's one cell. We think cell would be a good word for container. Not a bad word, actually. What did you say? So what makes it ten energies? They're not defined, right? It's like the same thing. What makes a, a fetus a fetus? It has everything that's going to emerge from it. It's a seed. It has because the God, the Creator, put it into it. It's like a seed of a tree. It's undefined energy. Right? You can't find the shape in any way. That's why it's ten. Yeah, yeah. So what makes it ten and not? Because later it becomes. Because they have. Because it has ten, right? Yeah. And not only later, but it's a vision to have ten. Okay. Same thing. Let me ask you a question. When a child develops from one cell, it will be. It's all in there. Nothing new is going to be is going to be injected. Well, a kid could be born with six fingers. What's the difference? But most are not. The healthy child is not. So the question is, where is that? You're not going to see it, but it's there. However you explain it in the sea, that's how you explain it in there. But this is not the Sphere of Agnusis. No, the Sphere of by the way, that Rizal does call us the Sphere of Agnusis Akudim, just for the record. But, we, but here, the Sphere of is the way God estimates it in his own mind. No, 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 the Rizal, the Sphere of sometimes referred to Akudim. Because Akudim, compared to the lower levels, is also hidden. Well, not, 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 in our context, Asfir Sagnus is usually the... No, but later he talks about Asfir he says clearly, it's, it's Akudim. Yeah, yeah, no, but it's Chaim, no, the, the idea of Asfir before the Tzimtzum is also from Darizal. But it doesn't spell it out exactly. More than extrapolate, it says it, says it also. In other places, huh? No, not after, after the symptom. After the symptom. Yeah, but I just said Ak is the image. Ak is the blueprint. It's like the whole existence beskira achas. It's everything there. Ak is like the big. Think of Ak as the big blueprint. Everything happens within Ak. But it's not esos spheres. We're clear. There are esos in Ak too, but there's no kalim yet. You can't even say there's conception yet. You can think of it like the blueprint right before conception, the picture. But it's not a picture in God's mind estimating shir atzme. It's already a. It's it's it's, it's somewhere document. Ak is sometimes teira. Stako baraisa bara alma. The way we understand action doesn't happen till later anyway. It's all stages in development. That's why I'm using example. Before a seed is planted in the ground, it falls off a tree. <coughs> if it doesn't fall into the ground, it's not going to bear a tree. What state is it in? You have to remember, you have to stop thinking in Magushim Dika ways. You can't think in terms of here and now. This is all about taking away from thinking. You cannot, you're not going to fit it into your comfort zone. If you fit it in your comfort zone, you're not going to get it. It's the exact opposite. The whole point is that it should not be something that's so tangible. It's trying to help us understand the Lakus. A Lakus is not the tree. It's the seed that makes the tree happen. See, we live here and now. So everything by us is 
What's a table? A table is a table. Someone tells you, one second, a table is not a table. A table is made of wood. The wood is made of atoms, of elements that are made of molecules, made of atoms and subatomic particles. Most people right there, they're not interested in that. I want to know what to take. I want to have my breakfast. Don't want to tell me that there's subatomic particles. That's the way we think. And Chassidus is going to fight with that until you get it. There's more space than there is stuff. Right, exactly. How could it hold it? Yeah. But I'm hungry. Okay, so that's the point. Uh, your soul will be hungry to know the subatomic energies. Today your body is hungry for this. So anyway, let's go back. Okay, so after Ak, you have the emergence of ten, ten in one, which is the first type of sheep that he bred. Now this is through Avoida of, of Yaakov, through the Maklis. He used the sticks, which t- later we'll learn is from Zohar, is like Tefillin, where he did his Avoida, so he was drawing down the energies. We'll soon discuss Lovin, because that's very important. But first I want to just speak Akudim. The next level is Nekudim. The next level of Nekudim, Nekudim, as the word implies, Nekudais. They're points. So now we have ten points, but they're still very intense. Because remember, even when the fetus, let's say, develops now, it's still, what's more dominant is the energy than the details. The details haven't fully developed. But you have now ten distinct entities you can talk about. But they're very intense, and the containers are still very fragile. Which is why there will be Shvira Sakhalim. Yeah, yeah, that's divided. But it's still very fragile. It's still far from, uh, you know, I think the first three weeks a baby is, is still <coughs> smaller than a palm. Even less, probably. Um, so, anyway, then comes, that's, but we're not talking so much about Shvira Sakhalim. When you speak in the Kudim, in the context of Yaakov, we're not necessarily talking about Shvira. That's a little different. It's, it's relevant to the discussion, but I'll discuss it a little later. Then comes Vrudim. Vrudim, as we said, if, if, if a Kudim is one spot, it's like one Kali, and a Kudim is spotted, so Vrudim is already a mix, stripes and an spots all over. Huh? Maybe organism. An organism. Okay, you can say that, an organism. Um, yeah, I wouldn't use the word... In the in the in the example of of Al-Qudim, in explaining it, you can use it. I mean, um, you, you could say more like Nukuda Sfira Partsuf. You know those three words, Nukuda Sfira Partsuf. In that sense, Partsuf is uh, means like a face, literally. A Partsuf is a full body, a multi-dimensional entity. But the truth is, yeah. So you could say that. That's one way you could say. You could also say we learned Nukuda Kav Shetach. Remember, so Nukuda Kav Shetach, but. Yeah, but the point I want to make here is, okay, Virudim now is the world of what we call Tikkun. It creates, everything becomes balanced. Harmony is dealt with there. Now, the energies are not that intense. The containers are more developed. You're talking about a child ready to be born, basically. But it's still in its mother's womb, in Malchus. From Malchus of Atzillus, it will become a child in Briyitzir and Asi, if you want to use that example all the way. And then, of course, Briyitzir and Asi is levels... As the child develops until we become full blown adult, and you're a real Mugushim Grabi Jung, which is Asiya Ruchnis and Gashmis Chumis, if you want the whole picture. So you started out in Akudim or in Ak. You get, you're a beautiful little child, innocent, pure, 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 pure. More and more containers, more Levushim, and then here we are. Sitting. And then the. And what are we doing? Pontificating. <laughs> Verudim, Atzilus, Tikkun are all synonyms. It just refers to different aspects. Here, so this is what Yaakov did. So Tikkun is Atzilus, not the form. No. Tikkun is Atzilus. 
Okay. Now, here's the story now. So we say, the loven, so now comes Biritzain Loven. All this is the sheep of Loven. The question is, what's Loven then? How does he fit into this whole thing? So there's two different interpretations. This from the Alter Rebbe himself. In Tovkuf Samach Hey, Parsha Vayishlach. In a mimer called Im Loven Garti. The Alter Rebbe spoke about it. And what he said was is this. He said like this. That Loven is two meanings in Loven. From one extreme to the next. There's Loven in his root. Is the level of Loven Ha'elyon. Loven is white. So it's the supernal whiteness. This is like Ak. Or, it doesn't always say Ak, but let's just say it's the whiteness. So Saint Lovin is, Yaakov is, is, is drawing out and be Mavarer and uh, refining and, and drawing into Ishtalshlis the three dimensions of this, of these. Yeah, so Lovin is the source. Yeah. He's working with the sheep of Lovin. from Lovin. Source. Right, exactly, and in the and, and creating the structure of existence. Now, let me just qualify one thing. You could say one second. Didn't God create a kudim and kudim What does God do with Yaakov? So obviously, we're talking about aligning it with a purpose. We're not just talking because we also recreate the world. So we're not talking about God's creation. God did what He had to do. We're talking about realigning it properly. Because as long as it remains in its source in Lovan, you know, Lovan could be etzem er, the way it's in etzem hanefesh. There, you don't have a reality. You need, we need a world. Right. Higher than a Yeah, higher than a Yes, yes, deeper and higher, yes. Yes, yeah, yeah, because a is already the sheep. Right. That's interpretation number one. I'll read it inside. This part I'll read. I'm reading Rej Vov. I'm really elaborating because, first of all, we learned it last time, but it was very quick and relatively, and when you learn it really properly, you really see the depth of this. It's amazing. The connection. We'll soon get the levushim and kaychus in a minute. That's also relevant. So here, here he goes. I'm reading line uh, five from the top of Rejvav two oh six. Right. she has base pirushim hagal So we're not even getting to the gal yet. Let's first talk about what lovin is. So what's the first? the lovin Yaakov is often eleven elders that's higher than Atzilus. He's not saying now it's higher than Akudim and Akudim, but obviously it's higher than because if he says, remember he says before Akudim and Akudim Vurdim are also elements biyaha klolim. Remember this macrocosmic bri yetsir asiya is Akudim and Akudim Vurdim. So now he's saying that Lovan is higher than Atzilus, and and Yaakov is Atzilus. So Atzilus is the one that is. Basically, drawing down these three levels here. Okay, so let's not go to the Gal for a moment. That's interpretation number one. Down much further down. Go down um, like ten lines from the bottom, less than ten lines. I'm gonna let's read that and then I'll explain it. Then we'll lead the Gal. It's the opposite. He's talking about loving down here, the one we're familiar with, the the the, the you know the charlatan. So the, the, and that loving is rooted in this loving. You understand? He's rooted in that. Now we're talking about this loving, 
What's his level? What, what, what's his level here? Ha, this loven is lower than Yaakov. Because Yaakov is Atzilus. He's Klippenega of Bria, not just Bria, the Klippa of Bria. Shenikra Lovel Lamata, that's what's called Lovel Lamata, who begins Chochmet the Klippa. Arami Eved Ovi. By the way, Arami, you're right, has both meanings. That he came from Aram and that he's a sly, fool, you know, deception, deceiver. So it's Arami Eved Ovi, our father, Arami Eved Ovi, Arami, meaning Lovel, wanted to. This is what we say in, we say in uh, God, right? Yeah. Is it a posuk also? Yeah. Maybe. Right. Okay, right, right. The neg is So he's the umazeh of chachma of gedusha. Listen. Now, so let's now talk about. The two different interpretations. This is critical before we go into details. <coughs> so, what's the difference between two interpretations? The first interpretation is Yaakov Atzilus is drawing down from Saint Lovon and creating an orderly Hishtalshlus. Lovon on his own would be beyond everything and it wouldn't create a, a structured existence as we know it. Okay. Lovon, the second interpretation, the, meaning the literal one, where Lovon is below. There Yaakov is actually elevating. The Lovan is a corrupt force. And he's taken his chain and turning it into a kudim, kudim, vrudim in a holier sense. He's elevating it. For the record, it should be mentioned right now, all this is step one of the beer. When he finishes this, and partially by Yishlach we're going to learn, what's the first thing he says to Esau when he sends the angels, the messengers? I was by Lovan, Lim Lovan Garti. And Garti Tayag Mitzvah Shemarti, Right? Why is that important to Esav? Because he's basically telling him, I already refined the first level, Akudim, Akudim, Vrudim, and, and therefore I'm empowered now to come and refine you. And there's two opinions there too. Is Esav lower than Lovan or higher than Lovan? No, it's, in my Marim speaks both opinions. Wow. Is what happened in reality... Anyway, so... But, but, what's, 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 what? Is this connected what happened in reality that Son Lovan can shoot with, with this? Oh, it's, uh, I spoke in last class. That's, this is really what happened. The question is what happened physically that important. Remember, the Teda speaks the spiritual. And it alludes to the, the physical. The physical is connected to that? The physical is a manifestation of that. The physical is a muscle for that. That's reality, and the physical speaks in the language of this world. Let me ask you, is Avram Chesed, or is Avram a man that lived in a tent with a wife called Sarah? Avram is Chesed that walked on this earth. Is there a Mufashim that say that the Tadah is not Mashal? No. The Rambam, Vuchim, says certain things are Mashal, not this. But in the Ashram, I'm Mishkoyetan, it should be, that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The question, when you see Mitzrayim happened, is it is it leaving a land called Mitzrayim or is it leaving Mitzrayim Vagvulim? What do you think? Of course, they're leaving a land that came out. But that's technical. That's already a technical. Okay. The main thing was leaving Mitzrayim Vagvulim. And that, therefore, there's a land that's called Mitzrayim. You have to remember, God started, was first. Remember, remember you never forget the first Pasuk. So he created Mitzrayim. So it's not first Mitzrayim was created, then we figure out it's Mitzrayim Vagvulim. First, God created it from a spiritual place, and then it became a Mitzrayim physical. In, 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 that's, the whole, that's the whole thing. Reality is up there. We are the outer surface. Yeah, there are opinions, of course. 
But no, no, no. But not, not, not on these things. Who said that's the, that's the people who are unbelievers? Right. Eve, the, the, the Chazal it says the three opinions. The three opinions. Yeah, there's yeah. But but to say because the Gemara says you can go say on everything is a little uh, pretty big step. But we don't say about the whole entire Tanakh that it's that it's actual. Why not? Eve, the Chazal say about Eve one exception. What do you? I, yeah. They say, what you, what you say, they say on certain dinim, they say dinim, there are dinim in Torah that will never happen. But but actual events, you've, there are probably some. The, the Rameh Bepano says when it says Aribetsodis and all that, that's not a guzma. Because that's how it is in Ruchnius. Because sometimes it does describe, for example, enormous sizes and stuff like this. That in no way, to some say, it's a, the Gemara says it's a guzma, it's an exaggeration. So he says that's not a guzma because the ruchnius is that way. Spiritual, everything is for sure. There's the Rebbe's Sikha, famous Sikha in Chilich of Gimel that he spoke about are all things in Torah eternal. What about the medications? We say today there are things that nature has changed. The question is what can you say changed, what can you say that didn't change? This is a very big discussion. It doesn't belong right now. What is? Look, the bottom line is from, a, from, a, from the point of view we understand it, nothing can change. If something changes because of physical change, doesn't mean Baruchni should change. It means on a physical level, it, it, it's not. The Rebbe brings it from Ad, Rab Ad, uh, and, Sh- Rab Ad and Shmuel. Rab Ad and Shmuel. Yeah. 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 It could be for two reasons. It could be because the physical, the turbulence, so to speak, doesn't allow the spiritual to manifest. The Alter Rebbe says, and I guess it's true, a beautiful thing. He says, why in time of Shas, time of the Pesach Migdash, when someone who's, who, God forbid, Krokaris uh, uh, would die at 60, today not. So he says, because today the Helam of Golas is we're not aligned. So we can live longer because we're more, we're, we're, we're more crass. We're not aligned with the spiritual. <coughs> so that's really the opposite also, of... And we get a slightly less of an honest also because of that. Yeah, it's a different challenge. Anyway, so, let, let's, uh, let, so let's just continue here. So basically, so Lovan, right? So saying Lovan is either he's elevated, so okay, he's either elev- he's either drawing down from a high level into existence, or he's elevating from Klippa, Naiga, and he's taking it turn to the Kedusha, which of course is the more more basic interpretation. But they're both accurate, both are correct. They're even dependent on each other, but that's another discussion. And that prepares him that when he meets Esav, when that meets Esav. He says, I just finished that stage of my beer, and now comes stage two. Wow. It's all connected to Mashiach, by the way. Because these are two higher. stages in all our... You think it'd be it could be higher or lower. It doesn't matter. Either way, it's, it's understandable. Why, why? It could be once he finished easier, he now goes to a harder beer, a lower one. Or you could, yeah, I mean, you could explain it either way. I mean, it's not. But both these, Lamayel, 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 Lamayel are both refinements. Like, even when he's bringing it down level to level, that's both refinements. Yeah. Because you're bringing it into existence, because you need to. No, but you bring it into a reality like we need. We need, and we can't live in the world of Ak. We need an existence. Okay. Now, based on these two explanations, he explains this gal. According to each interpretation, what's this thing with the gal, with the mound? So Yaakov builds a matzeva, and he tells them, take the stones and build a gal. So here's the two interpretations. I'll tell it to you briefly, and then we can learn it inside again. It goes like this. 
According to the first interpretation, the gal is... Well, let me, before we get to gal, what is a gal in Ruchnis? So a stone is a letter. Avonim are aces. So one letter is one letter. When you build a mound of stones, you're building a bunch of letters. What are letters? We learned earlier letters are garments, detached garments, not containers. When you already use letters, you're already concealing. The ideas themselves are not made of letters. That's what he said. So now, in letters themselves, but the fact is, through letters, when I speak now, or when you think, letters reveal. But a gal is what are you doing with letters? You're taking stones and you're not organizing them. You just pile them up, disorganized. So it's disorganized letters. This is called a parsa in Kabbalah. So, this. so, so we have now kalim and levushim, and a levush that's detached is a parsa. What does this mean? That when you're talking about just to reveal a divine level like Atzillus. So the kalim are transparent, like the faculties of the soul. Our faculties are revealed. But when you're dealing now with reaching to levels that are far lower, meaning, let's say, reaching to someone else, now you have to conceal in order to reveal. So when a teacher doesn't just give you his full flow of free flow of intelligence, he's giving it to you with examples. And, like he says, and chidas, he may give you a riddle. So when he gives you disorganized letters, allows the flow to come through, but it's very, very concealed. That's the level of parsa. That parsa, as he said earlier, is levushim, like levush of chashmal and so on. So now what's happening is the energy is being concealed. So the issue here that Lovan had, by both interpretations, is with this gal. So according to the first interpretation, well, there's two levels of parsa. There's a parsa, a gal, a, a, uh, let's call it a barrier, a, um, basically a curtain between higher than Atsilis and Atsilis. And there's another one between Atsilis and lower than Atsilis. And this is, corresponds to the two interpretations of Lovan. According to Lovan being higher, so Lovan building a gal, what's the gal? The gal is that there should be a separation between the, em- the emanator, the source. No, 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 no. Simsa Rishon is not a parsa. Don't fit in your own thoughts in this. It's completely. It's not higher than the chimpsum. It's not higher than the chimpsum. It's not higher than the chimpsum. It's lower after the chimpsum. So now, uh, so so the, from love and meaning from higher than Atzilus and to Atzilus, you need to have a parsa because the energy is bligvul. You need to have something to confine it. However, this parsa is disorganized letters, but they are like he says, they're like engraved letters. They're of the same personality. It's still divine. It's just the divine infinite is manifesting in divine finite. The second gal, the second parsa, is not only disorganized letters, it's also like written letters. So not only is it going from infinite to finite, it's going from the, 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 the divine finite to non-divine, to creatures. That's love of Klippa. And that's the two gals. That's the two separations. And what Lovin wanted in each one, the first one, Lovin said we have to have a boundary for good reasons. Why? Because higher than Atsilis, and Atsilis, it won't, Atsilis will not be able to contain such bleakful energy, so it needs to be diminished. That's the gal. And the second gal is the opposite. Lovin says, I don't want to be bottled to you. I don't want Atsilis in my life, basically. That's the second gal. So Lovin says, you stay where you are, I stay where I am. We create a boundary between Chutzlar and Nertzisrael.
which is essentially the boundary between outside of Israel and Israel. That's what he says here. That's the brief, that's the short of it. So we can learn it inside again, then and you understand it better. Huh? As opposed to? You don't say on any individual. is reserved for very rare situations. Esav is the son of Yitzchak and Rivka. So it's hard to say Esav is the son of Yitzchak and Rivka. So it's hard to say Esav is the son of Yitzchak and Rivka. Yeah. Well, tell me the difference, and you'll see. Apply it, you'll see. And Lovin could go up. That's why Esav, Yaakov, took his daughters and created Am Yisrael from it. You actually did a beer, not a shvira. No shvira, right? I mean, shvira of the negative, maybe, but uh, it's definitely a refinement. But why, why, the, the second interpretation, I can understand why he makes a gall of jumbled up letters because he wants to make sure that there's no that, that they stay apart. You're higher than me, you're in a sea list. <coughs> well, we're going to learn inside. He says, he says why. He says why? Yeah, well, listen. For bleak vul, look at the whole point that he's been discussing. In order for the infinite divine energy to manifest in a defined structure, you need to have a few things. First of all, you need the first symptom. That conceals the whole light before the symptom. That's fine. But even after the symptom, you need very serious concealment. You need a parsa. Because when bleak vul is radiating, gvul cannot emerge. No matter, even if, no matter what you do. So you need, the jumbling up is also a healthy thing when you're coming to that type of, uh, the distance between the two are very far. What does the, the word gal mean? Literally? Huh? Yeah, well, maybe because it, it reveals through concealing. That's how I would say. If you could explain, it, it, it speaks about gal, 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 enai. But here, gal is, is is more of a concealer. It ends up revealing. But uh, let's learn it inside. We'll learn it inside right now. So he said, Right? What's the first one? So what's the gal? And the gal, the mound that Levin Elyon, the higher supernal whiteness created, built, is the parsha, the, the shield, the veil, or curtain, between Eden Sephamaitzel and Natsalim. By the way, all this is based, as I said, I can tell you all that my mom this is based on. I did a lot of research. There's a mime called Vivdila Parechis in Parsha Lachlachon in Torah talks about this specifically. Basically, it's all based really on the parechas, on the, the, the curtains inside the base of English. There were many different um, veils and trout and curtains. They all reflect, of course, the spiritual ones. That's where this has come. But isn't spirituality, it's like so many other kings? And the, therefore? You're saying in the base of English, everything was, there was amounts. We, we also have amounts. And then the amounts, if you go, they start breaking down, it starts getting unlimited. But... Uh, Right. Um, okay. So he says like this. What's that? Pasha ben Erensef Hamaitzil Elenatzalim. It's from the source, meaning the emanator to the emanations. Ukanaid the Kashem Shesh Pasha ben Atzilus Labiyah, like it's known, just like there's a Pasha between Atzilus and Biyah, which will be the second interpretation. 
There's also a passer between Kesser and Chochmah. Just for the record, so you shouldn't get too technical, even though I said Akudim and are higher than Kesser, but you could also easily speak about Kesser to Atzillus as you speak from Lovan to Yaakov. The details are Akudim and Rudim, but Kesser is also essentially Lovan, because Kesser, Levan alien could be called Kesser. So don't get confused by these levels here. So what, why do you need to have this pasta? Because Atzilus is a structured entity. If you don't have it, you'll have, like I said, a seed. To be a shiramida, something with measure and proportions, you need to have this uh, pasta, this veil, this uh, curtain. Now he goes and explains. By the way, just for the record, what he says in Tereir there, he brought it in the previous chapter, this level of Pasa Ben Atzilus you know what that is? That's Chashmal and the Vush, and you know what that roots it rooted in? He says Chitzenius Bina. Remember the discussion of Chitzenius Bina, Primius Bina? I'm just telling you, it's all, it all comes together here. The levels here. Kamoyke, so he says, well, what's the purpose of it? What's the Pasa? You do it. No. Shanasis Me'esis Akshem built in Musudarim. The Pasa is made out of letters, out of stones, in other words. But they're not organized. They're like levushim. They're garments. When you dress up in a garment, right, as opposed to walking without garments, your garment is essentially disorganized. I mean, it could be a nice garment. It's not disorganized in that sense. But it's not a reflection, like, for example, your faculties. So let's say you have a feeling about somebody. You don't want to tell them your feeling. You're going to say it in garbled words. Right? That's what Levushim are. So a pass is essentially what it does. So here it goes. AC is built in Mesudarja. The AC is from Sudarim Adihim Kalim. Here goes the Kalim and Levushim. Kalim, actual containers, Shebehemba, Yodam, Nimshach, Mizgale, Er, Kumay, AC, Sadibur. That in them and through them is transmitted and revealed energy, like words, like the spe- words of speech. But words, letters that are disorganized, they're in order to conceal the energy. Like the riddles. What did he say? He said the, what did he say, the anagram? Not the anagrams. The riddles, the... Scrambled letters. Or like the letters that are in amulets. They're in order to conceal... The secrets contained within them. The mystery within them. So you see letters, but you can't really understand them directly. The same thing. This example is also by the pasa, the, the, the curtain between the emanator and the emanations. They're also from letters that are disorganized. Now here goes. Um, no, however, you do a Aces are Kalim the Kalim the Kesser. It's known that the Aces, meaning these disorganized letters and containers, not Levushim, we're talking containers. So they are, the Kalim are like Aces that are disorganized, yeah? So they may be disor- they're disorganized, but they're like engraved letters. They don't have substance. When engraved letters don't have that, like made out of ink. They're engraved within the stone. Therefore, 
these letters that are disorganized, they're not complete concealers. They don't completely conceal. Because even with the pasa, even with this veil and this curtain, the energy is not transmitted as a different personality. It's just the same personality. When you write something, letters are two substances. You're taking ink, which is one entity, and you're imposing it on parchment or paper. So you have two problems. It's disorganized, plus it's of a different substance. I gave the example for it. Imagine someone giving you an example within the subject, or they give you a foreign example, an alien example altogether, which makes it harder to understand. In levels of riddles, there are two levels, basically. Like, you know, a riddle with a hint, or knowing that it's, like, you know that someone's giving you a riddle within the context, so it's still a riddle, but it's in the same context. If it's a completely different one, it's going to be far, it's a different mohus. So here it's still divine. Atzillus is a divine world. However, it's a defined structure, defined world. Another example would be, you know, an example, talk about children and, 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 and development. When the seed develops and breaks into cells and then finally becomes a part of, becomes a full-body child, when that child is born, it has no, no toxins, no human jaded stuff, no cynicism. It's as pure as it gets. But then it starts assuming things from people who impose it on the child. It starts getting distortions. That's Ray Levushim. Other Mechava, before the Chet, were like that. Pure. Pure, transparent channels of the divine. So they are a step away from the source. That's why it's Gal. But they're not a separate entity either. They're aligned with the source. That's a good example. And then comes all the stuff that we gather. I mean, unless some of you still have the innocence of your newborn innocence. But in case you don't, you know what I'm talking about. Now some say, I don't know what's innocent and what's not anymore. That's the thing. You become your garments. As I said, you become your mask. So, huh? What's the building of the part of that? Because you have to take from bleak vol to gvol. The building of the is that to keep the purity of that first cell, or one cell, like in its purest form, will not be able to emerge into a, a structured existence without a jumbling of the letters, basically. Or uh, scrambling them. It would mean like an infinitely deeper teacher cannot give you the idea without giving it to you in a riddle form. It would just be too deep. It would be beyond us. You need it in a muscle. The mere fact you're asking me this muscle as an example. We have to put it into words that fit you. That are not the original idea. You're saying that the... Any idea, anytime you have to explain something to somebody that you can't just say the Indian on its own, means you're somewhat jumbling it up. If you have to give an example. Especially if you have to give an example from something completely different. You want an example for that, Gufa? Okay, let me figure it out. No, Chikika is jumbled, disorganized, but of the same, same... Yeah. I'm thinking, for example, I'm thinking, for example. No, the best example I have is actually from Kedusha and Klippa. When you go to a sacred place, let's say, uh, oil, or Kaisal Maravi, you know it's a sacred place. Someone said to you, is this the ultimate sanctity? No, you'll say, this is a little taste of something that's beyond. When you go into a regular mundane place, it's not even in that category. So the first one was Kedusha, but it's a very diminished level. Well, the word scrambled, I don't know the word scrambled, but you could say scrambled. What do we know about the base of Megiddo? We know nothing. 
We go to the kaisel. It's, it's an outside wall, a broken wall. So, but 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 it, but it has in it something, some reminder, some zecher, so to speak. That's a good example also, zecher. When you make a zecher for something, zecher lemigdash. It's it's not close, but it's of the same personality. When we gather for hakel, there's no similarity to what it was, except it's a zecher. So we're recreating by gathering together. So it's similar in personality, but it's completely different dimension. And when you gather, let's say, for not something that's not holy, or you don't gather at all, that's an example outside of the pale altogether. I mean, the word scramble is a little confusing, but scramble simply means that it has to change. You have to, it cannot remain, retain its original. If it wasn't scramble, let's put it this way. If Keser or Bligvol was communicating to Gvul in an, organ, in an orderly way, Without scrambling it, it would not be able to be retained. Or never become, yeah, yeah. The problem with scramble is it implies a negative, but everything we're talking about is a positive. Well, is, um, yeah, here you're, it's, it's correct. That's, that's the thing. That's why I'm saying a teacher and a student, when a teacher is taking a brilliant idea and giving you a simple example to understand it, what he's doing is, is, is he's disorganizing his original idea, but that doesn't mean that there isn't something great. As a matter of fact, it says elsewhere, and probably we'll learn it later, Parsa is rooted in higher than the issues themselves, higher than the idea even. Because to be able to do that requires, like Shleimah Melech, 3000, to be able to do that means you have an ability that's even more powerful. So it's disorganized, it's, 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 right. So it's, it's scrambled, meaning it's disorganized from the perspective of someone who's just weighing an idea and how it had to be distilled. Mm-hmm. That's what it really means. That's, that's, that's the point here. The Friedrich Rebbe during World War II, when he, when he wrote the the Eishes Perches, you know, Kagriv Vagdushi have these letters like riddles. So there's two reasons he did it. Number one is um, because it reveals deeper secrets that are not supposed to be said. So it's a riddle. It's disorganized letters, but in it carries a message that are not that are beyond. Then maybe there's another reason that he just didn't want to reveal what he wanted to say. But but basically, like he says, Eishes Kameis and amulets. Like when you hang up things for a child being born. His letters, nobody understands his letters. It's just, there's no, it's not words. But it carries within a deeper, deeper messages. Look, the hint of a holy person, when he says it in, in the hint terms, has a lot of profundity to it. That's how you have to see it here, basically. I mean, that's how he's explaining it. Listen, this is, if you have better examples, fine. I'm sure that I'm just trying to give examples. But I think it's... But we say also it's interesting that Sphira and Parsha. Remember, the Alter is I looked it up. The Alter Reb himself gave this Moshal. Um, I'm sorry? You know, he gave, you know where he gave this Moshal? I think he gave it at the Tzemach Tzedek's son's Yudalib wedding. Yeah. Parsha and Sphira are the same letters, without a hay and an olive, but the main root is Samach, hay, and Ray. Yeah, but I, I've never seen it connected. I've never seen a connection. It's just jumbled. It's just a different order. Sphira and Parsi became a different order, and, and maybe the different order. Why I'd be careful with that because I don't. I, I don't. Maybe that's the idea. That we're if the Alter Rebbe said that, I'd, I'll work on it. Clear channel. <laughs> clear channel. We have to rearrange the Parsa. We have to go through the Parsa to rearrange it. Maybe that's what the meaning of the Gal is. Is that Beishit came down and jumbled it in order for us to eventually with the Gula 
realign them. Of course, that's for sure the proof. Make them not jumbled that, in the proper order. That's a given. That's for sure. Yaakov made a mitzvah because he's already at the level where he doesn't have to make a doll. He doesn't have to jumble it. He can be straight up mitzvah. I wonder what the Rebbe Rashab would think about you uh, jumping ahead like that. No, no, it's good. I, th- I just, just keep it. Uh, one second. Eliezer. Eliezer, but keep the jury out because we have to see maybe if this is exactly what it says. No, but I hear you. I'm, I'm glad you're using your mind. Absolutely. No, no, I, I'm seriously. I, I think it's good. So here we have. Okay. So we have that it's of the same substance. It's not a mahus achar, but it's jumbled up. That's that parsha. Now he goes. Mm-hmm. By the way, this is Lagbomer. The mimer of Lagbomer is where this is discussed. That's exactly what he says. That that's why Lagbomer is hoid shabahoid. It's the last levels. But that's exactly correct. Yeah. That was. Lagbomer. What were you saying? Galagai is Lagbomer. Yes, and this is the mimer Adagal. This this mimer that discusses this is a Lagbomer mimer. It connects it to Lagbomer. Because remember, Rajbi can reveal the concealed. So he did two things. There's a sikh in Chelek, uh, in Chelek, uh, hey, by Yud Kislev sikh, that the Rebbe says, Gal does two things. It conceals, but then it reveals through concealing. So you need both. Yeah. So Rajbi, you know, like when they taught Primisat Torah, they taught it in a concealed way, in, in one word, in hidden words. We said that before. Remember Chochem Ameve Medaite. Okay, so here we go. So once I now we say compare. This is not like the passage between Atzilus and Bia. There, it's not the same energy. It's not the same personality. There, it's Erschel Tulda. means it's a reflection of a reflection. Tulda is a product, so it's a reflection of the product. That's the language in Terer. It's not like of the same personality of the energy of the divine energy of Atzilus. Because the letters Natsilis, as opposed to Kesser, that's written letters. They have substance. That's like written letters, not engraved letters. That's why they're the letters that are completely disorganized. The parsa, in other words, that follows Atsilas is complete concealment. The commotion is boiled ill. By the way, I did find it. Pedic test in chapter nine, like we learned earlier. They say that the Progression of how Kalim emerge are, are not in a are, are 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 with a jump with a leap. It was in the second track, right? In chapter nine, he explained it's like sparks. Remember, oh, like this is sparks off, it jumps off. It's like jumbled letters. In chapter nine, if you go to chapter nine, he actually brings an example. Let me just remember what the example was. It's a very interesting example that's very similar to this. So he says. Because it's It's like two two energies that strike one another. And from them, four letters from which the containers emerge. So he gives an example. Two people are learning two opposite ideas that are coming from two scholars and they're arguing with each other and something new emerges from it, completely new. So it's like, it's, not, it's detached. 
And then go further. He says neiflim. So it's a, he says believe. Say the vadrog. And then continues the whole thing there. You'll see. Go go to top page design. You'll see. Ain't a be'erach asoga kedemas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The point I'm making here is, and there he's talking about Chla, all Kalim of Atsilas. That's not even the parsa. But um, the parsa is even more jumbled up. Look, I think it. I think I think you really can appreciate it when you think how screwed up our lives are. That's the bottom line. Pardon to use that expression. When you understand jumbling, that's the key. How far are we? You think we're just like a bunch of letters and we just have to like organize? No. Life on earth is not just jumbled. It's far more than jumbled. I don't know what word to use for it. Right, right, exactly. It's a reflection or reflection of this organization. Would you agree? <laughs> you don't disagree. Well, based on the Rebbe saying, that when you wake up in the morning and you feel a lakus, then you'll tell me how, how close you are. We're pretty far. We're pretty far. I'm not talking about the world is ready. That's not the point. But I'm talking about our consciousness is as far from God's consciousness as it that gets. Consciousness can be changed in a second. But they see, they the see. reality is that the world, when I look at so the what, world, so what would you say is the difference? So, order and creation and that I mean, God's is real. The fact is we're not perceiving it. That can, that's a concealment that can be wiped away. You, you remind me of the line of a mug liberal becomes a conservative. <laughs> it's very nice what you're saying. But people are hurting each other as we speak, killing each other, raping each other. Martin. So what are you telling me? That's, that's still the minority. Minority? Still is the majority How many, of the population second, that I, I, said, involves so much interactions on a daily basis. These guys, of you're a businessman. Look at this house. You're a this dreamer. Could have come by, 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 uh, We're talking about human beings right now. All with, with a world Can I ask you a question? You, so you think, is, 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 let, me, let me use these words. Self-absorbed uh, human beings is a minority or a majority? Is there anyone that's not? Truly altruistic? It has to be only the. Uh, so what do you tell me? I understand it can change like this, but it's not that way yet. So it's pretty jumbled. Let's put it that way. I would say more than worse than jumbled. You know, I'm okay. glad you live in such a pure world, but I see things that are. I'm not. I believe also the Rebbe said the world is ready, but it doesn't mean the world is there. We have to do plenty to do, you know. But I, I agree that the, I, I, let's put it this way: I think it's right beneath the surface. But right. that's what it is. It's right beneath the okay, surface. Okay, fine. But like, but, but the basic structure is is, is done. There is the possibility in one second that everyone will right. come before we bench. You know, I said, I, what, I, when I spoke to the women, but for me, my biggest skepticism is not about who Mashiach is or whether Mashiach can come in a second. My biggest skepticism: I know people, I know myself. I can't see. How tomorrow morning I'll wake up and people are not going to be selfish. I can't. I can't imagine it. The only thing I can imagine is that we have to um, push for it and just brainwash ourselves and others in just doing it. It's like 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 the, the big smoke out day. That's how I feel because I met no people. You may be you may maybe meet good people. I meet people that are basically all about themselves. But you know what? I don't meet people like this. I don't care even if it's right beneath the surface. That means nothing. That means nothing. Just like Steve Jobs. Like but you know, like the joke. The guy says, "God, you have, God, you have." One second. No, you said, "God, 
He changed a made a revolution in sixty. But what? The but famous he, ad about but the Eliezer. girl with the hammer, Eliezer. sledgehammer and a Macintosh on a Super Bowl. Hundred million. You know about that? That yes. created the whole revolution. Macintosh, really? one sixty-second spot. Really? So why did the Rebbe have to? So why did the Rebbe have to spend? Why did the Rebbe Rashab have to spend thousands of hours writing this? No, and the free, and the, if it took 60 seconds, and the Rebbe spent 40 years yelling and, and, and still not getting there, and it's 21 years. Where's the 60 seconds you're talking about? Your 60 seconds for me... It takes, it takes this to bring the 60 seconds. So what, how does that resolve our issues? Because I Maybe 60 seconds is much worse than you think it is. 60 seconds can be the difference between life and death. You die also within 60 seconds. You die in a second. So, so 60 well, seconds can go both ways. A person can become So, but how does that? So imp- do that? I mean, you're a positive person. I'm positive, but I still tell you, my only reason I would give my whole life to go for it is because I believe what the Rebbe says is true, and despite what I know about human nature, and I believe that we that 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 the mere fact that I resist it means that I have to get over that and just fight the war, even if it doesn't make a difference. That's why. But what you're saying does not speak to me at all. Because you're making it sound like it's... it's I, I know, I, I think it's... I think the, the, the driving force is that it absolutely can happen. People are receptive. And I really do believe you almost have to brainwash... Like what the, what the Rambam says in Hechel's Gerishin. It's the Yetzer that is forcing us. And we think... That's what I believe. So I, I absolutely agree that people are fundamentally good. And they've been programmed to not be that way. But that program is, is pretty strong. Now, I'm, I'm in agreement totally with you. I think also it could change in... in but, we, but there's no question we have to do something serious about it. Okay. I was wondering whether you're trying to get out of the meeting because you say 60 seconds. What do we need a meeting for? You know the joke, the fundraising joke. A year and a half to come up with the 60 seconds. Ah, uh, there you go. Like the chasr of the Tzamech Tzedek. You know the story of the chasr of the Tzamech Tzedek? Four agencies came up with one guy, but it's a whole story about this ad. Hey, you know, if this Steve Jobs does not inspire you to bring Mashiach, it's the Dvarim Betel in the whole reading that book. It did. It did really Okay. Okay, good. You're allowed to lose it when you learn from the You know the story with the chasr of the Tzamech Tzedek? What was his name? Asher, You know the story with the... He slept 25 years, 30 years on a bench... So you should understand Then he got sick. They should get the avort of chsidis. And, and then, yeah. So then he get, when he got old, he got sick from it. On his deathbed, he said that if my sleeping here caused me to lose one day of putting on film, it would not have been worth it. So Tzemek Tzedek said, it takes a man to sleep thirty years on a bench to say that. <laughs> Okay, so let's let's. Uh, so, what are we saying here? And no, you know the joke. The joke goes like this: God has all the money in the world, right? For him, a, a million dollars is like a penny. Right. And what? And what? And, and, and a thousand years is like a second. So the guy says, "Can you give me a penny?" So he says, "Wait, wait a second. First day. So. Anyway, so let's so this so this is a different mahus. So now out of the parentheses, but being that the eris of Atzilus, the energies of Atzilus are measured and parameters, and in this they are infinitely distant from the energies of the emanator, the source, which are infinite. That's why you need to have from the source to the emanations, 
because you don't want, you can't have the amshacha, the transmission of the source, the energy of the emanator, the way it is. The only way is they're piercing a veil by piercing the curtain. Remember, the level of Levina Elyon is like the Galgalta, like the crown, the white light. And the hair that comes out of it is pierces through the thick skull. It's only pierces like here. So it's Abba, Chachma Yenik gleans from Mazel. Like hair that comes out by piercing and breaking through the skull. That's Yaakov. Like Yaakov, who's the letters Yabaka, the same letters as piercing. Because Yaakov is the one who pierces through the energy, through the parsa, through the gal that the Lovan erected. That they come through like a piercing form, like it breaks through. It's like something like a barrel that's, stuck, that's so full and just through the seams, you have like light or energy just cracks through, through the cracks. So you have to understand the intensity. I guess basically, I think a good way to put it is, if you understand the distance from infinite divine source and even divine energy that is finite, you realize why it cannot it has to be completely scrambled and disorganized. That's how distant they are. What we call disorganized, that just describes the distance between the two. In order for the energy to manifest in a measurement, in a measured way, in an organized way. Now he says in the parentheses, In the beginning, Yankov drew down from Levin Elyon, from Lovan, the highest energies, the revelations from the core energy, without any symptom, meaning he got straight from Levin Elyon, all the way from the source. As it's known that the chain lovan, meaning the sheep of lovan, from the word saying yitzia, is yitzia drawing out from etzim hatayin from the core pure desire, meaning divine desire. And from there he drew down core energies. This is the drawing down of the air of Tehra Mitzvah. They are drawn down from Atmus and Baruch Now comes stage two. That was the first thing Yaakov did. In other words, he's explaining, I guess, why he dealt with the sheep even before they became Akudim, Nukudim, Vrudim. He also tended to the sheep. Then comes the next, V'inyin Hagalva Parse. I'm sorry, and in general with the sheep, because now the Gal and Parsa was not when he was dealing with the sheep. It's when he was dealing, when he was leaving him, and, they were, and he's going back to Israel, and they're making a boundary between Israel and outside of Israel. That's the Gal. So clearly there's a Yaakov Zavayda before this whole story with Lovan. That's what he's saying here. So Yaakov Zavayda before the Gal was how Yaakov was dealing with drawing down core energies that are higher than the Parsa, basically. That's what he's saying now. Why didn't he need Lovan to build the Parsa? Because you have to draw it down into this world. We need the Kavanadir B'tachtenim. You want it in this world. It's not enough on that level. That's what it looks like, yeah. Because he was, he was the, that's the core energies. If he was masking, love was itself the core energies. So love was the core energies itself. It's a source. The source of the core energies. Yeah. So it's hard to see. 
No. It's higher than Atzilus. That's what he says here. The Indian Hagalva now comes stage with Hagalva and the Gal, the mound, and the curtain that he made. This is already a transmission of the energy within the cosmic order that's already measured. So in other words, and here, because you have to bring it down from Bligvul to Gvul, you need to have the Gal and the Pars. If he, if he was We didn't discuss that. He's going to get back to that later. He's going to discuss it. The next Mimer. That question still, he didn't answer that yet. Why he made a Matseva, he made a Gal. Now he's just explaining the Gal, what the Gal is. And Yaakov in truth drew down from Levin Elion from Levin all the energies and transmissions, both from inner, both outer, and all with an abundance of energy, not in any limited way. We could say we could say this is similar to what we learned earlier in chapter, the previous chapter. This is how the world was in the beginning. The world was a complete world. Tell this Even Even down on earth, there was a divine revelation. And that is in order to give power that afterwards we should be able to draw down. I'll explain this in a moment. That's where Yankov first drew down the general divine energy. Also on the outer level, also on the outer dimension of the transmission. And then came the, the, the boundary, the, the curtain, in order to draw it down and say the Vadraga. What he's adding in the parentheses is like this. There's two things. Remember, when Mashiach comes, and by Matan Torah, and the beginning of creation, he said this in the previous... Then everything was aligned. The pasta is not necessary then. Or maybe on a different level, but then there's an alignment because down on earth is aligned with the way it's supposed to be. Yaakov, he's saying, gave us, had a taste of that before this pasta was built. So Yaakov was able to draw down, which gives us the power that when it finally comes down to a world like ours, where there's the descent, we should also be able to recreate. It's like Matan Torah. It was like a taste of Matan Torah, basically. That's what he's adding here. Which explains Yaakov Avoida before the Parsa. But then Yaakov is going back to reality, to real world, and now you need to have a Parsa to bring it down into Gvul. And the goal is to bring it back to that place, of that core place. Before the, I guess the time that he spent with Yaakov before that is like, the core level is like an experience of, that's like, like he says, on the Bligvul level, or on, uh, what do you say, uh, yeah, without Hakbolas, without limits. Like similar to the beginning of creation. That's what he's saying here. That's the way. Remember he spoke in the previous chapter. He said that in general speaking, Malchus Natsilis before it goes into Biyah is like the world in the beginning of creation. And everything then was elevated. So also down on earth you had an elevated state. Which will be like Mashiach comes. The Vavke was like Anyutke. But in the world we live with Golas, and after a sin, 
Malchus gets concealed in Biyah and then and the parson. Now that's what does it mean uh, above Atzilus? Above Atzilus is the same idea that before the parson was built, you're talking about how he's doing this Aveda in the source level. It's like a taste of the Aveda. It's in source. It's not in, pra- in actuality. In actuality, you need to have a parsa. That's where this all takes place. Second interpretation is love in the Lamata Harbim Bhinis Yaakov Shu Bhinis Atsilis. The Lovin is far lower greater than Yaakov, who is the level of Atsilis. Lovin who begins Klippus Nega. Love is the level of uh, what do we call Klippus Nega? What how do we debris? Klippus Nega debris. What do we have to translate Klippus Nega? The husk. The translucent husk. The translucent husk. Shenikla Lovan, Lamata, that's called Lovan Lamata, Bukhins Chachmed the Klippa, Arami Eved Ovi, Lenaged, Lenaged Bukhins Chachmed the Gdusha. This is Lovan who is, wants to annihilate Ovi, our father Chachmed. He, Lenaged, Lenaged, against, he is uh, contrary to, opposing, in opposition to Chach, the Holy Chachmed. So what's this what's the gal here? Vinaida the Khachma de Klipu Bhinisyashina Ratz Libatlikhol Bigdusha. It's known the Khachma of Klipa, the wisdom of Klipa is selfish, is a state of Yesh. Me. Shaina Ratz, he doesn't want to be subsumed and subjugated and encompassed in holiness, the higher holiness of the Yaakov, Bhinis Yaakov Datsilis, Bikinishe Ma. Yaakov Atsilis is Ma, Bitl. He doesn't want that. That's why he made a mechitza. This is the opposite. That's why he created a boundary, a barrier, to separate between them. That it shouldn't radiate in him the energy of Gdusha, of holiness, to cause him to have bitl. Like we said, maybe with his eyes he will see. So he's afraid of that. What? Pen be'in of Yira, yeah. That uh, what what we what's the context? That be afraid, maybe his eyes will see and it will affect him. V'yesh leimer, we could say this is Zayin Madiyus Bezayin. This is what it says in Zayar that Kasher Machrizin Lamayel Lamam Boy Lamachme Apeshchinta. That when they call out from above, whoever wants to see the face of the Shechina of the Divine Presence, Hasitachre Beiraches, the Sitachre runs away. Shein Eretz Olidus Ezek Gilei Alekus. Because he doesn't want to see any divine revelation. That that will affect it to have some uh, some uh, subsummation, subsuming. in parentheses. That's why Matan came specifically after Yisrael acknowledged because he was also Yisrael was also chachm the klipa like Lavan. Which means the, the priest, the strong priest, priest of strength. And through acknowledging and being sub, being subjugated to the holiness, the holiness, 
Yisr from the word Yisr in there. That through came an advantage of energy, which is why Matan Teira came right af- only after Yisr, and it's in Pasha Yisr. V'hadashalai, and his acknowledgement, and how did that acknowledgement come? Because he heard about the miracles and the signs that happened at Exodus from Egypt and this parting of the sea. It says like Yisrael heard. Everything that God did. And this Moshe transmitted or drew down. That there should be a revel- divine revelation also in Chachm of Klippa. To cause him to have Bittl. In the beginning of this transmission was through Yaakov. Okay, so here we have it. Uh, in another Maimur it says, I saw one of the Maimurim, it says that even though Lovin wanted to achieve this, but 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 because Yaakov already did the Avedah with the chain beforehand, and he built the Matseva, so Lovin is not successful entirely. He wanted this. No. He wanted to build a boundary and didn't want to have Bittl. He didn't want to see it. So it says, but because he already did the Aveda, it was too late. He already uh, opened the door. Now, but now he's saying like this. Now it goes like this. So, but but by, by, by him, he didn't put, he didn't affect love and not to build a gal. He did build one. But by Matan Teira, Yisrael was affected by what he saw. And even though he's also like a love and level, and Moshe Rabbeinu caused it to happen to him. But the beginning of what Moshe's power that caused Yisrael to transform that power began by Yaakov. So Yaakov is like a power like from, from above, from a higher power. That's why I said Yaakov, in the, parent, the earlier parentheses, he said Yaakov come, did Daveda like the beginning of creation. Because, right? He started Daveda, that's why he's saying, before the, before the because if, if Yaakov had not done Daveda and, and, and had love and built a pastor right away, you could argue it, was, it would have been too powerful. Yaakov couldn't pierce. What significance is the Gal nowadays? I mean, if, 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 if the Mahal uh, over the years, the thousands of years of Ayurveda have broken down these barriers. So the second Gaul is not... Is, 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 uh, we're, at, we're at the threshold of it being uh, transformed. That's the whole point. Open your eyes. <coughs> Matan Torah was only the Fisha. Matan Torah was only temporary. It just gave the power. Matan Torah only gave us the power to, tra- to transform the material world. But now we have to do it. Well, with all the years of work... So we're now at a stage with the gal. This gal is, uh, is, is, yeah, brings the other gal. The first gal is a positive one. We have to have existence and not annihilate existence. So you're going to have that gal, and you won't have. Right, it's not the fighting God. It's that's already that's already trans that's channeling God. Remember, the point is levushim that conceal. The goal is that they should start revealing. Then you become like the containers that reveal. So that's like the containers that reveal. So ultimately, everything comes down to you want to align this world with the source, but you have to go through the levushim argument. Whether the God will exist when Mashiach comes, it's talked about in the Maimorim. It'll probably be transformed. Like even the Nachash will be transformed. They'll all be transformed. The Gal will become a, a revealer instead of a concealer. But if Yaakov gave really the call to Moshe to be able to do with Yisrael, how come Moshe was able to accomplish the whole dub by Yisrael, but Yaakov wasn't able to accomplish the whole dub by Lav? First of all, he didn't say he gave the Kriyach. He says, It's the beginning. 
It's like anything. Why why Avram Yitzchok Yankov gave the beginning for for Matan Torah, but Moshe was the one that had their power. It's like the seventh generation. It, uh, Remember, Moshe had something they didn't have. Mitzrayim, Mitzis Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim. Mitzis Mitzrayim did a lot of... 202 sparks were elevated. The, 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 the pain, the suffering of Mitzrayim refined levels of the Gaal that, uh, that weren't refined. But it didn't help. He also had that double gold in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's already finished the mimer. I'll finish the mimer, even though we learned it. But now we learned it a little more depth. This is just the beginning of this discussion. We'll understand what he meant when he said, what he means that he says, and this stone, which I placed for a marker, this will become base alakim, become a house for God. This is, by the way, not the stone with uh, love on. This is the stone at the beginning of the parsha. Matseva is the level of, of, of lifting up Malchus. Hakamas, you know, erecting Malchus. That it should have in its divine energy. Because Malchus on its own is concealed. Stone is just a point alone. That. It doesn't have any light in it, energy. Matseva begins partsuf. There we go. Matseva is a partsuf, which creates a full-bodied entity. She has begilir komeshi's but has divine and revealed energy, like we shall explain. Vizel mashachidish basiyas matseva, and this is what Yaakov innovated and contributed through building the matseva. What did he do? He took a stone, he made a marker from it. Which what is that? Through this, uh, this is maybe also what helps. They first made the Matseva earlier and then he made another one. Okay, so this that Malchus should have in it divine... Uh, uh, since Malchus is now lifted to a higher level, remember we learned Malchus lifted to a higher level, that's Yaakov lifting it to a higher level. Therefore, the, also in the worlds which receive energy from Malchus also has the power to be divine and not like the Gal of Lovan. Had Yaakov not made a mitzvah, basically, the gal that Lovin would later create would be would not would block the bittel to enter into existence. Okay, now what's Beis Alakim? Okay, so you take so we have two things here. Took the stone, made a matzeva. Now he says this stone that I made for a matzeva, a marker, I lifted Malchus to that level will be Beis Alakim, who sheyir b'Malchus gilibchinis primis ve'atz mesayin sof baruchu. No, not just the Malchus should be elevated to higher levels in Atzillas, but the Malchus should have actually the core essence of the divine. Even the higher level. Not just that Malchus is lifted in Atzillas itself to a revealed state, but even higher than the This is the meaning that the moon will be complete. Malchus is the moon, but it was diminished. So Malchus will come to a full full moon, which means Malchus receives also the bleak, also the bleakvul, not just the gvul. So in other words, Malchus is misper. Misper not only becomes sipur, but also becomes the bleakvul and even behirus, and even becomes transparent like containers. So Malchus initially you can say is more like a lavush. One's actually a container, but it receives the bleakvul, and that's why it gives power to pierce through the garments. That conceal. I'm just spelling out 
in the context of the whole thing. That's what he wanted to say. So Yaakov didn't just uh, then Yaakov didn't just pierce the the gal. He also went all the way to the level of Bligvul. Because there's three things going on. There's three levels. There's the infinite divine, there's the finite divine, and then there's the, the concealment, the material. So you want to keep you want to go through all levels here. That's the two gals as well. There's a gal between the Bligvul, the Bligvul and the Gvul, and there's a gal between the Gvul and the Klippa. Understand? So that's what's happening here. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. That he didn't explain yet. There's a gal between Bligvul and Gvul, the divine Bligvul and the Gvul. That's Bekesser and Atzilus. The source, that's the gal that you need, the letters that are disorganized but of the same personality. That's Levin Elion. Then there's a gal between Atzilus and Klippa of Bria, the Levin Hatachtun. And what you want to have here is that not just that he has a revelation, Malchus, of Atzillus, should not just have more energy, which, but it should also have primis atzmusin. So you want to go not just to more, more gvul, you want to get to Kesser before, you want to get it to Levin Elyon, basically, yeah. higher than the Parsa, basically what he's saying. You could maybe, but he hasn't said it. Was Yaakov upset when, when, when he made the second uh, I'm sure he was, but we'll soon find out because he's going to discuss it. And through this will be literally the divine infinite energy also in the world. It's the whole mm-hmm. So that's Malchus. It's a positive thing. In order for there to be this additional abundant energy, the Malchus first there has to be the elevation, ascent of Malchus, that it should be only an Akuda, which means it needs to have this bitl. Argue, so why does he need Evan Azais? Let him just go and build a build a base amigdash or build something. No, it has to start from the lowest levels. You cannot just jump there. That's why Evan Azai takes this Evan. This Evan, specifically this one, which was began as an Evan, just an Akuda, and had no revelation. And he I directed it and made it a Matsevin, filled up Malchus that it should be a gili. Ye a basalakim. That will be basalakim. Because through elevating this one dot, this one point, you create a basalakim. His question was Evan is lush in the cave. The cave. Feminine. Evan Hazes. Evan Is is feminine. Ye is masculine. So it should have said T a basalakim. Not ye. What's here? Loshen Zochar, masculine leadership of Malchus made Gili Er Primi, Ba'atzmi, because Malchus will radiate an inner, imminent energy and a core energy of Himashpaz Bibiyah, and it will transmit and influence Biyah, Al Ken Nikre Namar Yi Loshen Zochar. That's why it's called Loshen Zochar, because it's a Mashpia. Well, commotion is Barlael Dash of Yisrael, like we learned earlier in Maimon Shub Yisrael, which is chapter 87. Be'inyan Zenu. We said, Adenu Zenu, Zenu is Malchus. Aden is a Zachar. means a, a master. The Kad Salkin, Milan Le'ela, because when the words rise above, the Knesset Yisrael, when the words rise above from Knesset Yisrael, from Malchus, Kulat Kharinun, they all become masculine. Masculine here means that they're not just elevating, they're transmitting. The Chena Malchus Kumakel Bells Ma'abina, that's the same thing Malchus when it receives from Bina. Nikra Oden 
it becomes Adin, a, a master. And that's why when it radiates in it, the, the uh, uh, core energy, it becomes Yiyya, not Tiyya. I'm sorry. Yiyya also is two years. Yudke Vavke, Yiyya is two Yudkes. Why? Because the Vavke, which is Malchus, Za and Malchus, Midas and Malchus, Chachm is Yud, Bina is Hey, the Vav is Za, Midas, Emotions, and the last day is Malchus. But then the last two Vavke will become like Yudhe, like Kuna, like we learned earlier in the last chapter, B'Shem al-Kudatayda Marizal. In the name of the Kudatayda of the Arizal, Shekayda Machet, that prior to the sin, that's how it was. Like we just said, the beginning of the creation. Yeah. The chain yield the same thing will be in the future. Like we say, So even Vavke, even Malchus will be elevated. That's why Yiyah Beisalakim will be. This is Evanazes, this one stone. Which is Malchus, that was only, that was in the state of Vanakuda point. Which I placed as a marker in the form of Patsuf. I turned it into a whole Patsuf. It will be a house of God, which has abundant inner and core energies. And that's the year that Malchus will become masculine transmitter. And the level of Machus will be like Abba ve'ima, Chach Mabina. Ve'yiyah Gilead, the Machus lamata ve'biyah. And there will be the Gilead of Machus down below in Biyah. Kitsur v'zeshe kazu adagal ve'edah matzeva. And this is meaning adagal, edagal. That the, the gal, the mound, and the matzeva are the witness. And the, and the, and the, and the marker is a witness. Yivayat, based pirushin b'inyan ha'gal, shenas lo, and he explained two interpretations in this gal, in this mound that love and made. Ha'echot, shuzewa parsha shebin ha'maitzel and ha'tzolem. The first is the, is the curtain between the source, the emanator, to the emanations. Wuhi b'chin say sisach kike. That's engraved letters. Valkena ha'lam urakli is b'chin smidav ha'gvul. That's why the concealment there is that it should only be midav ha'gvul. It should be a limited flow. But of the same substance, divine. In the beginning, first Yaakov transmitted the Er Atzmi, which is higher than Gvul. Also, the outer dimension of it that should be in a revealed way. And then later, the, he mentioned through the Parsa the next level. The second interpretation is that this is the curtain between Atsilas and the clip of snake. And love and made it that there should not be, a, 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 the energy should not transmit through it to cause him bittel. Moses was able to transmit, draw down this bittel also in Nega, also in the clip, which Yaakov did not do. Yaakov just did not let him prevail. And the beginning was through Yankov. This will explain, but this will understand what means this stone. Now, this is just the beginning. It's just beginning the discussion of this. It's going to develop further. So there's a whole mind. They go back to page chapter 77. He asks, he speaks about it. I know, he's, 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 he's referring back to Shuvi Yisrael. So there he discusses. So 
When it becomes, it becomes like the mother. Biti becomes like Imi. So he's receiving, but then it receives a level that it becomes Tchar. Okay, we stop here. So we did a, we did a review of the whole Hamshech uh, and also primarily chapter 107, more detail. The conclusion of Maimer 27, discourse.